0: You are listening to Fly Like an Angel. Fly Like an Angel is supported by arrangemymortgage.com. So I'm here for this special episode with new club chair, Sophie Purvis. So Sophie, thank you very much for joining us again. Um, How are you doing?
1: I'm very well. Thank you, Bobby. And thank you very much for having me.
0: That's all right. No, thank you. This is becoming an annual fixture. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, we're recording this um, about 10 minutes after the fixtures for the new season have uh, been released. So we'll touch on that. Uh, We'll touch on everything from this last season. Um, but before we get through and, and go through, I think there's lots to cover. Um, firstly, how are you, and how has your first month or so been as as the chair of Tunbridge Angels?
1: Well, I'm, I'm you know I'm very honoured and privileged to be chair, and um, there's been an enormous hard, amount of hard work going on behind the scenes over the close season. Um, I think people tend to think that when the match is finished, that's kind of where you can chill out, but it's actually when the the real bulk of the work for the following season happens. So it's all been about identifying players, working on budgets, working on the playing budget, obviously um, encouraging our sponsors to stay on board. Um, So we're, we're in a good position. It's been, you're very, very busy. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm very lucky we have a really good board of directors um, and each one contributes in their own way. Um, So I think as chair, you know, I feel very well supported. Um, And also, you know, we've got a very good first team manager. So that also helps with with the role as a chair. You you need that relationship between the chair and the manager to be to be good.
0: I like that. Get know, back, in
1: order to gain success.
0: Get get the praising for Jay early, just for any clubs listening that you know. To <laughs> you. <laughs> um But yeah, so I mean, we'll go we'll go in chronological order. We'll, we'll start this time last year. So obviously this time mm-hmm. last year, well, a little bit earlier actually. But we we spoke about um it was just after it was just as Jay had been announced, I think, when we last spoke, um and obviously so since then we've had what. I have said, and we reviewed on here last week on Fly Like an Angel, as a very successful season. Um, So to summarise, how would you say the last 12 months from a playing point of view and a a football point of view, how have you enjoyed the last season from being on the board, but also as a fan of the club now? How would you take, what's what's your sort of summary of the last 12 months and the last season of the football?
1: Well, I think you can look at it in two ways. You can look at it factually, and you can look at it emotionally. So I think factually... Um, You know, we ended last season on 45 points. Um, We were fortunate that only one team was going down. It it was very difficult. Mm. Um, We didn't secure safety till the very latter stages of the season. Um, So it was a worry. Um, We went into this season with quite a lot of optimism, but cautious optimism. Um, And we ended the season on 70 points, just short of the playoffs. So I think that is an enormous change, factually. I think emotionally, um, talking as a fan, that I now am of the club, I just utterly enjoyed the season. Um, I think the, the style of football is very different to previously. I think the um, we are playing to suit the pitch. And I think we'll see that again in the coming season, even more so um, that you know, we've added a lot of pace to the team. And, and that's really to take advantage of, of the surface that we play on as our as our home as our home surface. Um, so yeah, no, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the season. I thought it was great. I thought that the fans were brilliant. Um, the crowds were fantastic and have continued to grow. I think the average was 1,046 or around yeah, that. Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, you know, our, our gates are up 94% from before COVID, which is just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so there's a big change um and i think that people that have been at the club a long time like yourself you know have said to me you know there's just a buzz about the place you know there's a feeling of optimism there's a feeling that things are going in the right direction which is which is amazing to be part of
0: yeah absolutely i think that's and everything so you touched on it there the pitch itself so obviously the pitch was a new thing last year um you probably had i don't know maybe 20%, 10% of people just were wanting to play on grass. The other 80% either were for it or knew that it was essential for the club going forward. Personally, I think it probably took me uh, 45 minutes into the first home game of the season last year and I forgot that we were playing on 3G. Um, That was because of, it was just the football that was being played on it suited or whether it's just because it got used to it. But I I think it's brilliant. Now, from a obviously, from we've all watched it. We can all see that the team has adapted and the team plays well on on the type of football that Jay gets his team playing. But from a club point of view or business or whatever, how has that gone and how has that impacted the club over the last 12 months with the new playing service and and the opportunities that's opened up for you?
1: Well, I think from a community point of view, it's been an absolute outstanding success. You know, we've got so many young people playing football and utilising the pitch. We had a tournament at the weekend with, you know, almost 60 teams taking part. Um, The place was full. It was with parents, grandparents. I think the pitch has opened up the club to a wider audience. People now know where we are. They come to the club. It's familiar to them. Um, And we've also been able to do, you know, walking football, um, disabled football, And, you know, we we can talk about more, but, you know, it's enabled us to to have a women's team, um, uh, which which is fantastic that we we can go into. Um, I think it's been a challenge as well, Um, you know, financially, it's been quite a challenge, the new pitch. Obviously, we have obligations to our investors, so we have to repay our investors over five years. the main issue that we had um, financially going into the season is that we didn't have a pre-season. So if you can imagine that yeah. you generate key income during that close season in your pre-season fixtures that take you almost as a as a buffer into the season ahead, we didn't have any of that. We mm. didn't have any events happening at the club during the during you know June and July so it put us back a little bit financially and that's been a bit of a challenge but we've we've overcome that challenge and um you know we've we've done really well as a board and um we continue to strive to generate as much income as possible from all different areas of the club just to in- ensure that we're sustainable
0: i think that's something that's obviously known it's no coincidence that that side of the club has come on leaps and bounds since since you've been involved with the club as well because i think that's obvious timeline so um Touching on something you said, there are attendances. So your expectations of attendances this season, I don't know if they were to get at least a thousand, but obviously that's is is that something I, I thought that we might be getting a thousand after a couple of years as all the communities you say come and play on the pitch, kids play on the pitch, and then they slow but that that hopefully is that gonna come on top of that thousand that we've got as a base now. Do you expect is there a goal now? We've got to a thousand, is the goal to get fifteen hundred next season as an average, or is there
1: yeah, I mean, in terms of budgeting, um, you know, we're, we're budgeting around that 1,000 mark. Yeah. But in terms of, you know, what do we hope and what's the vision? Um, yeah, of course, we hope to build on on the, the the attendances and the success we've seen. And I think that that does come with the style of football that you play, yeah. um, how you look after your supporters who are effectively your customers, um, what you can offer in terms of, the periphery things at the club on a match yeah. day to improve the experience. Um, and but but fundamentally I think that if we have an element of success this season, like in the same way that we did last season, where we're challenging for those playoffs, we're up there, we're in the race, then the crowds will come. And they yeah, will,
0: will they'll increase without a shadow yeah. of a doubt hint hint an fa trophy or an fa cup run might help wouldn't it <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah a cup run would be amazing
0: that
1: was the only downside as well to last season yeah
0: yeah i was gonna say it's same old tunbridge but we did have that one we did have that one uh cut run didn't we in covid typically uh, yes but I know, yeah, yeah. I know. everything's changed but we still can't get through the first rounds but there we go i'm sure that'll be a priority of jay this year um so um So looking, obviously, it's the last season. So you become the chair um, at the end of last season. Um, I know you said you're a bit publicly, but um, first, obviously, it's a big thanks to to Dave Neverstreet, who was the club chairman for years. So what's it like having to fill Dave's small shoes <laughs> no, <laughs> those big shoes to fill big well we shoes can
1: we, we can fit into each other's that's the <laughs> that's thing about it um <laughs>
0: don't share clothes as well do you there's that <laughs> high vis jackets yeah yeah yeah
1: to be shared um no it's it's great dave, dave is still part very much part of the board um you know i i keep um referring to him as the chairman because we just <laughs> i forget
0: it. yeah um, yeah but, oh wait, no, it's um,
1: me. <laughs> yeah. You know, D- Dave, Dave has been amazing for Tunbridge Angels because I don't think people really understand how absolutely dire it was behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, it was it was disastrous. And and Dave, you know, kept helping the club by putting his own personal money in to, to, to fund it, you know, week in, week out. Um, now when when I came first got involved. You know, I had a really fantastic meeting with Dave and went through the accounts, etc. And I said, you know, this, this cannot go on. This can't go on for this man who doesn't own the football club, let's remember, he's yeah, a you know, supporter yeah. owned. So it's not like an owner putting their own money into something. Um, um. And I said, you know, it can't go on, we have to become sustainable. Um, so I think that Dave has been fantastic from that point of view funding the football club keeping it going in in desperate times um but also you know he's just a you know steady guy that's that's steadied the ship um sailed us through covid yeah. um sailed us through getting the new pitch um and he's just an all round nice guy that um i think the fans you know appreciate
0: yeah yeah yeah, no. Definitely. We're lucky
1: to still have him on the board, which is the main thing.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. The
1: continuity is important.
0: Yeah, no, I was going to say absolutely, and is that um that must be something that's important to you as well, obviously? Because I mean, well, how long how long have you been involved in the club now? Is it about four years? Is that right? Or have I, no, involved? it's not
1: as long as that. It was about October, um, 2020.
0: Oh, okay. So coming up. So
1: to three. yeah, coming up to three years. So there's been quite a lot of change during that period. Yeah. Um, and, and did you see
0: this happening? So like, obviously, when we spoke last time, you said that you're, you obviously were looking to, to fall in love with the club again, or, you know, and, that, and it's, but did you see yourself getting this involved? And if so, like, and or if not, like, why? Like, what's been your motivation of being where you are now involved in Tunbridge Angels? How's that happened?
1: I think I probably did think that I would get this involved. Um, You know, when I first met with Dave, it was twofold, really. I had been to the club once before to a match um, and I liked it. I got a good feel about it. And then, you know, as I met Dave and got to know Dave, I felt quite a a strong attachment to him and and felt that I wanted to help him as an individual. That's really how it kind of started. Um, And then from there, you know, I I just just loved it. Love being yeah, around yeah. the place. I have to say that you know I was I was welcomed by so many people when I initially got involved, and um, which I wasn't expecting. I kind of expected there to be some scepticism or cynicism yeah. about my involvement, and and that never happened. Um, and then now I've got you know a ten year old and twelve year old who are Tunbridge Angels mad. <laughs> um, they they are they are claiming to be the Tunbridge Angel Angels ultras. However,
0: <laughs> there's a lot of people claiming that. I think, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There,
1: there there are demands on the birthday and Christmas list for Stone Island attire. <laughs>
0: yeah that's one that is one cringy thing about football now isn't it so um, yeah but no that's, that's well yeah, should be should be the new uh the new hope and glory attire on their christmas list, yeah, isn't yeah absolutely be... <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah there's an emotional attachment and uh, my husband brian is very much part of it as well and yeah, he was... loves the coming to the games and we you know it, it's a family thing for us and it's also somewhere where i hope it's viewed and uh, the hope uh, i hope at the end of my year it's also viewed that I've made a positive impact, you know, to the football club, because that's what I really want to achieve. I just want to make a positive difference and take the club, you know, as as far as we can possibly go.
0: Absolutely. And one question that is a bit, um, I don't know how to word it really, but if you've, come along to a club now obviously not talking about finances and yourselves or anything like this but it uh, some clubs aren't community owned some clubs are owned by a director we've seen it happen at um eastbourne obviously where they've been taken over and they've got all this investment coming in but for yourselves and your husband coming into a club like this community owned so um what's the i i I guess the only skepticism that people have said is obviously you know you both come from when I say nowhere I mean nowhere is in people before you joined the club no one had obviously heard of yourself from being involved yeah. and suddenly you both got so involved but it's not like it's a club where you can whether it's your own money or whatever invest money into the club and then gain rewards because it's owned by the fans so mm. what what was the initial goal I mean you I I feel like your role has been you've helped the club grow you've got investors into the club which is obvious because of the, the fact that we've got fernham homes and things like that so is that part of the goal for you is it is it a club where you plan to be chair for a few years or do you see this as a long term you're going to be here forever you're now a fan and that's it like what what is your now you're in the club for three years where do you see yourselves in the future <laughs>
1: yeah okay um so that's a, that's a really good question um i totally see the club as remaining community owned and support around as long as we possibly can. Yeah, I think getting promoted um, into the next level presents, it's absolutely what we want because we yeah. are ambitious as a board and absolutely promotion is what we want. It will be a greater challenge funding the club at the next level. So yeah, we yeah. may have to look at some kind of greater outside investment at that point. Yeah. but um how i see the club growing is that i see the club um you know being community support around look some people join country clubs some people join expensive golf clubs you know my love is Tunbridge angels when i put money into the club and i have done at times and my husband has contributed at times that's that's you know that's what we do as a as a as, as a love of the club yeah, there's yeah. no interest in owning the club profiting from the club in any yeah. way it's it's just um our labor of love and i think everybody yeah. needs a labor of love in in their life whatever that is whether you work in a charity shop you know whether you're president of a golf club or a member of a golf club whatever yeah, it, yeah. it is um, everybody needs something to feel passionately about in life. And, you know, we found our, our new home at Tunbridge Angels. Of course, I'm a York City fan, you know, that's where I was born. And of course yeah. I look at York City's results. It's my hometown, but I now live in Kent and this is my local club. And this yeah, is yeah. what I put, want to put my time, effort and, you know, bits and pieces of money into
0: yeah yeah absolutely no that's brilliant thank you for answering that honestly that's that's really good um so I'm gonna I'm gonna come on to a tougher question now and then it's gonna we're gonna talk about a lot more positive things so maybe linked into that there was some concerns from fans and owners over how the process of the badge change was done um because of the process and such a big thing to do with the club of suddenly within the space of here's the owners, you can come on a presentation, here's a change of badge, and well, the badge badges changed. So I know some people and it was talked about on last week's podcast, the concern was, if investor x came along and said, I want to own the club, and suddenly there was 200 owners that all come out, that all signed up to be owners, it, you know, there was a fear that from that process, it could be quite easy for decisions to made in the future that are more important. Now, I say more important, to some people, the badge is very important, it was to me at the time, but at the end of the day, it's a badge, I think the new one looks good. Now, um, I still have my opinions on on it, but I do think it looks okay. The, the new merchandise and stuff. So I'm not going to go into the ins and outs of the badge and the change. But do is, have you got an opinion on that? Do you do you agree with those people that are saying maybe that process could have been done differently, or are you happy with how that was done? What's your sort of thoughts on on that? Yeah,
1: I I, I kind of um I see both sides. So one, I think the process was actually done correctly, mm. i.e. there were listening groups. Um, you know, the ideas were presented, there was a process and there was a vote. I think that there was an element of it being rushed through, which probably people felt. And that was really because of, um, you know, our our kit deal had already been kind of done and decided. So we, Ross and I, um, we can talk about Ross as well, who's been great. Ross and I started to meet with kit suppliers. Um, at the end of last year, so quite early before Christmas, because we knew that the tenure in our kit had had uh, come to an end. Um, so we had already identified a kit supplier, and then, sort of out of nowhere, the opportunity came from this designer, Chris Payne, to actually get involved and. Um, design the badge and that was going to be free of charge for the club which is massive yeah. for us yeah, because yeah. to go through a rebranding exercise and have to pay for it is something that would be really difficult so i think that there was an element of of rush to the situation and there was mm. i can sense that people maybe felt that it was hurried um, but i do agree that the process was done correctly um in terms of big decisions going forward whether that's a change of ownership external investment um you know, developments to the ground, which people may feel um, emotional about. Yeah. Um, the first thing I would say is that if you care, you've got to become an owner. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you don't become an owner, you don't have a voice. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Um, obviously we care about fans that are not owners, but it, within the constitution of the football club, you only get a vote if you're an owner. Yeah. So... I would really recommend to people um, that they that they sign up and become an owner. We're trying to re-kind of brand the ownership because it's not particularly attractive to people. Um, it needs and we need to get more young people joining as owners. So I think that we'll be working on that in the in the ne- the next few weeks, but we are definitely as a board making a statement that all ownership funds are going to be ring-fenced and will go into the 12th-man fund. So effectively, if you do become an owner, yes, you get a voice, which is really, really important because important decisions probably will need to be made in the the coming years. Um, Certainly when we're looking at redeveloping the ground and showing owners plans of, of our ideas, et cetera, Um, But I would also say that the positive is that if you become an owner from now on, your money, your funds will go straight into the 12-man fund, which goes straight into the playing playing budget, into the squad.
0: So you're effectively,
1: if you're joining as an owner, you're giving us a greater chance of getting promoted.
0: Yeah. No, good. I like that. Uh, That's good to hear. I also think from personal experience, um, I was an owner when it first came about and I just got... Um, um, lazy with it where I just didn't know my membership number and never renewed it and it's it's 30 quid or whatever it was and I just never got around to it but then when this happened that was a classic case of oh wait hang on this this is the foot the badge was the first big thing I think that people who maybe have got lazy with ownership or just don't do it because they pay their season tickets or they pay money every week at the ground and they just don't think oh what's it's just because it did, at times it did feel like maybe it's just a glorified supporters club but it really isn't. And I think this confirms it so hopefully that um that yeah that I mean
1: for those that don't like the badge and that opposed the badge um I think the positive that comes out of the whole process is, is the importance of fan ownership yeah, yeah. you know because yeah. y- you've got to have your say if it's important to you, you've got you've got to be able to have a vote and have a say and that's 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 key um I mean it I think there were, you know, we just to finish on the badge, there were a lot of challenges with the old badge, um, that, that we saw, um, and I think these things are difficult because it is a matter of taste and a a few people, um, that I chatted to and said, well, I don't really like it. Um, and it's one of those things because, you know, I'm sure that many of the fans will hate the wallpaper from my dining room wall but, <laughs>
0: <It's your laughs> but maybe a few
1: might like it
0: yeah it's all opinion isn't it at the end of the day but it is, it is yeah
1: I, but I do think what was important is we have a unique name
0: yeah you know, 100%, 100%, 100%.
1: Unique in the football world and not to have an angel incorporated into our badge for so long was wrong really um, yeah, I and agree. i think that we we need to celebrate that
0: definitely i think as well actually one thing so talking possibly so i you know i'm not the biggest fan of the badge but when i say i like it i understand it and it's, it looks really lovely on the new kit i have to say um i really like that ta with the halo, okay, I still think TAFC. But that's a really nice part of the branding, I think, and that's a really nice logo. So I'm guessing we're gonna see that prominently a bit more because that's being used on social media. Um more. yeah, so and was, I think
1: that's that's something that that a greater majority of people have really taken to. Yeah, um, yeah. and it lends itself really well to certain merchandise, um, certainly like baseball caps um and you know, beanie hats, etc. So um we're just working on the kind of wider range. Obviously, the kit has been confirmed, but we've still got other areas of merchandise to kind of improve and, and and to offer the supporters next season.
0: So in regards to the new club branding then, so obviously we've got a new kit deal with Hope and Glory. Um, but before I ask you a few questions on that, I think that if I could have drawn a Tunbridge Angels kit, even with the white shorts and the hoop socks, um, or stockings as they're called and I, mean, I I, I genuinely would have drawn this kit I think it is amazing and I genuinely I'm not just saying this because you're here it is my dream Tunbridge Angels home shirt and I know it's got a retro look about it but I love it so firstly if you had any input on that thank you because I think it's amazing um,
1: <laughs> yeah we um, all did yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so obviously we've got this new kit deal. It looks really really good they're a company that have specialised in non-league um, kits they've done Dalich and people like that um, have we got any do you know any, any is there any update on when we can expect sort of club shop on club websites and things like that or is it still talks ongoing to when we can purchase well it's
1: it? it's very strange you should ask that question because i've just received a whatsapp which says the kit has arrived
0: oh exciting arrived today. There we
1: go. <laughs> How exciting so that's the first team kit and uh, the pre-orders so everyone yeah. that pre-ordered a shirt um hope and glory have been great to work with they're a family family-owned family-run business um very very good customer service um i think we made the right choice and i yeah. think one thing that we haven't sort of talked about enough really is that you know we're also we we we've gone for the eco kit so our, oh, awesome. our, our kit is environmentally friendly produced from um, recycled plastics um and it looks amazing too so um yeah 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 we're, we're we're really really pleased with it and um you know there's an awful lot to do but soon the the website will be up and running where fans can buy merchandise direct as well which is really great for, for fans that live further afield um, and it also helps the club as well because it means that we don't have to stock mountains and mountains of, of merchandise so um, so that that's good but there will be there will still be merchandise available in, in the club shop as well so yeah, yeah. but the pro- there will be a wider range available on the website
0: Awesome! That's really exciting. And um, I don't know if you could say so. Not is there? Uh, there's been rumours amongst fans that we might have a third kit. Is that true, or we just got a home and away kit?
1: Yeah, no that that's absolutely true. Yeah, that's absolutely true. So um, we were looking at three kits originally, and that was linked into um uh, something quite unusual yeah. um the design wise um and possibly working with an artist um to to create the design that's not been developed fully yet but it may be available um well we're hoping that we can make it available for christmas oh cool so that's brilliant. that might be on santa's list for you bobby Nice.
0: there we go yeah nice nice little extra coming into christmas brilliant um so uh, you mentioned his name a couple of times there so i want to touch on uh ross if that's okay yes um so obviously yeah ross came in as general manager of the club um and he's been there and he's now obviously um leaving for F1. I don't know why. Why would you want to leave Tunbridge Angels for F1? I know, why would you? <laughs> um but yeah, so I mean my my personal experience of Ross, I think he has been amazing. I know he was a fan before, but he's been he's 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 listened to fans, he's taken constructive feedback. Um so from a fan point of view, I think we can all see the benefit of what Ross has done. So a couple of questions, I'll link them into one, answer it how you want. Firstly, yep what's your sort of thoughts on ross and the job that he's done and then um what's that plan going forward obviously we know we've got david coldridge in an interim role um but any any fans that might ask what's the what's the ongoing term what's the reasons for that what's your plans to fill that role so from ross through to the future if you want to summarize general manager if you can <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, I, I, you know, distinctly remember the first time I met Ross, which um, was he, he'd he applied for the, the role of commercial manager. And I looked at his CV, which was pretty impressive. Yeah. And I ended up um, meeting him in a pub where all good people meet. Um, <laughs> and um, he then I interviewed him initially. And then, then I recommended to the board that the board um, should interview him. Yeah. Um, which we did. And he spent 15 months with us and made a really, really positive impact. He did everything that we asked him to do and um, to develop the club behind the scenes. Um, and he was just a very positive person to have have around. So we're really sad to have lost him. He's got a fantastic opportunity um, to be working with the Alpine team. Um, in Formula One, so we massively wish him well for the future. But as you know, he is a fan, so we're expecting to see him see him down at Longmead soon. So yeah. um, I've been assured we shall for him miss that he's Ross, got his yes. season
0: ticket. So he has told me he's got his season ticket. So I'm sure he'll be when he's not travelling the world with F1. Hopefully, he'll come back down to a yeah, definitely,
1: minute. definitely. Yeah. Um, I mean, in terms of of the role, I think that what what's been made very clear is that it's a role that's really needed at the football club. So it's not something that we would decide to um, change in any way so we do require a general manager going forward um dave caldridge who's been is a long standing supporter and has been on the board of the football club as finance director um he was available um to step in because you know it was fairly short notice and it, this yeah, is a yeah. really important time for the club before the season kicks off um so Dave was available and Dave has joined us as interim general manager Um, initially for a three month period, we see how everything goes and. um, With that role Um, it's quite um, a demanding role because it's so varied, Um, but Dave is really committed to helping the football club and using his skills from banking and administration within local government to kind of bring some some improvements in, in areas of the football club.
0: Awesome no brilliant that's that's really good to hear thank you Um, and um, so uh, we'll talk about other things but whilst we're on there talking about the club and sort of finances so when we spoke this time last year I know there was chat about the playing budget and how that was planned increases based on depending on what happens is that still the case are you are you there with goals and and what's the club's I guess uh, once again generic question financial situation how are we doing is there what's the plans going forward is there an update on that I don't know if you want to
1: yeah so um as I, as i kind of mentioned before with the with not having a pre season um fixtures not having a cup run um, not having any events taking place um during the close season last last year because of the pitch um it has been quite challenging financially yeah. and you know you are living hand to mouth but um we 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 made it, we did okay, um, we are sustainable which is the main thing. Mm. Um, so we go into the new season um, with a very similar situation as last season, we obviously um, try to um, support the manager as much as we possibly can and um, we need to keep him happy and we need to show ambition and um, I think that fans can see that we've made some really interesting and exciting signings. Yeah. Um, the signings haven't finished yet. Um, we are looking to add to the team. And obviously, we also add to the team during the season, which yeah, we yeah. saw um, through, through crucial key loan signings. So that will continue again. This is all um, within a very positive, healthy playing budget. Uh, it's managed very well by by Jay, he, he does a really good job, and Charlie Cole as well helps to manage that with me as well. Um, and um, obviously our 12th man fund, which I mentioned before, is really important to us because that just gives us a, an extra pot of funds where, that we can dip into should we have any exciting (laughs) prospects available to us.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: And, you know, you saw last season, those players that you bring in, they can make a real big difference.
0: Mm. I think that's one... one positive change that we saw with with jay saunders yes there was the small minority people that could take little digs at the amount of players that played but i don't see that as a negative thing because i see that as if you're not up to the cut, then i'm not prepared to stick with you um but not in a horrible way um and i think that that that's a good thing for the club if jay's got that little bit of ruthlessness about him if you don't make the cut um that's required of either the level of football or the commitment to playing for tunbridge angels um then you don't make it and i think that was really good and obviously he must be supported by the board in that sense to be able to make those changes throughout the season um which is a real positive of last season um and then with loan signings as you say the ability to get in loan signings we saw some we saw some players last season like jeremy santos that i think will look back and will go wow they played for t- we, we saw him score a screen yeah. away at chess and he'll be playing in the championship or whatever you know i think i think that's that's it's amazing as a fan and as a lover of football it is the best thing is when you see a player and you go, wow, they've got it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's good to be able to beat a club that happens. Um, awesome. So um, we mentioned this earlier as well. We now have a women's team.
1: We do, which, which is, is amazing. very exciting. Um, yeah. And which is something that I felt very passionately about. Um, I think it's just the right time with the success of the Lionesses. And as yeah. we go into the Women's World Cup, um, you know, how can we be a true community football club and a supporter-owned football club without a women's team representing us? It would just feels wrong to me. So, behind the scenes, we've worked on this for quite a long time. And um, it was important to get the right management team together that had the right ethos. You know, we felt that if we were going to do this, we needed to do it properly and um, and show ambition. Um, obviously when you when you start afresh, you have to start you know pretty much at the bottom of the pyramid. Um, so that's what we've had to do. Um, but we are recruiting players already because of the quality of our manager Joe and assistant manager Danny, and the quality of our pitch yeah. and the facilities and playing in the stadium atmosphere. Um, so we've been able to recruit players already that have played at a higher level, much higher level than than the, the the level that we're entering into. So on that basis, we're pretty hopeful that we've got a really strong chance of of success really quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the, the aim is obviously to creep up the leagues and um, to ensure that we can start playing in the in the women's FA Cup, because that's um, that's. You know obviously very prestigious and it's something that our fans will be interested in. Um, but it also brings in revenue to the club because I think eventually you know we want to get into a position where we can pay our women players because that's that's absolutely the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, so so yeah it's we're starting at the bottom it's going to be exciting matches are going to be on a Sunday afternoon um about a 430 kickoff um and I think it's you know I think we'll get a lot of interest actually. I think from, um, you know, women from girls that are living locally in Tunbridge, but also I think our own fans will show an interest and and come to those women's games. Certainly if we're showing, if we're playing good football, which is part of the ethos, and if we're actually getting some success.
0: Absolutely, and you look at teams like Lewis, for example, haven't they? They've had a successful women's team for a number of years, so it is, yeah. I think, yes, yeah, it's, it's very, very important. No, it's, it's brilliant to hear, and yeah, look forward to seeing how that transpires over the coming seasons, which is great. Um, one thing I want to touch on, you spoke about earlier stadium. So, um, one another positive, I think, if you look at Longmean Stadium, obviously, we know the pitch, etc., but as a whole, the last two years, if you visited Longmean Stadium two years ago and visited now, and I think this was shown in the video. That Smith did on YouTube, um, you can just see the difference between when he visited this year and when he visited like three or four years ago, the difference, just how smarter the stadium is in general, not just concrete and the pitch, but areas that are clean and tidy and. and uh food outlets and chips which we'll talk about yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> um but um but what's is there any is there any immediate plans for longmead stadium is there any any you mentioned earlier that there might be possibilities in the future is that something to talk about in the future
1: yeah no we, we, i mean we can touch on that now um well first of all i think that um as a board we felt that okay we've not got the most modern brilliant facilities but what we should do is ensure that our facilities are as good and as clean and as tidy as as we can possibly make them. So I think there's been a real effort and that's really thanks to, you know, Dave Nether Street and um, um, Jeff Curtis as well, another director, they're very much lead the volunteers. But come down to the to the ground during the week, so we have a lot of volunteers, mainly retired gentlemen, who um, enjoy a cup of tea and um, at the same time talk about football. Maybe the manager pops in and says hello, and um, but they do valuable work. You know, even yeah. like you know, we had guy, we had a tournament at the weekend. We probably had twenty wheelie bins full of rubbish, and we've got fans coming in. You know. Tidying the bins, sorting all that out, painting um, our cleaner layers—you know, paints uh, areas of the of the club every year. You know, it's a real effort from 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 volunteers and fans to 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 make sure that we have a stadium that we can be proud of. Um, I mean, going forward, yes, we want to develop the ground. We want to um, change areas. Um, uh, make it more modern and we are talking to, obviously our, our ground is owned by, by the council. Yeah. Um, so we have been in discussions with the council for um, around, you know, two years now. And that included about uh, discussions regarding the pitch, floodlights, but now we're on to the next phase. Um, yeah. And that's about how can we improve this area? How do we fund that? What do our fans want to see? What do we need as a club in terms of facilities and income generating um, areas? You know, what's how can we get the best value out of it and how, how does it benefit the community as well? I think we're very fortunate to be located where we are. Um, and within that TN10, that, um, you know, postcode, um, we feel as a club, club that we can make a real difference to that postcode as well. Um, So, you know, we have to provide facilities that are going to benefit the wider community Um, so yeah so there's exciting stuff Um, uh, Phil Broad who's on the board who's um, had a sabbatical recently because he's been doing a lot of work with his own business but he's coming back um, actively onto the board in September and he's going to very much lead the the sort of redevelopment plans for the ground but we'll throughout any process this will all be shared with supporters and and um, our owners.
0: So very much a watch this space that's that's exciting so yeah yeah oh, cool cool awesome um so you've uh you've mentioned to me before we record this that you've got a new initiative coming as an exclusive for the podcast here so would this you like a,
1: to- this is a an angel's <laughs> fly like an angel exclusive exclusive I love um, this
0: yes yeah, it's brilliant
1: yeah so um I just feel that you know when I was a director of York City um I used to host regular fans forums and I just think that that's really important and it's important for supporters and owners to know that the chair is accessible Um, it's often really difficult on a match day because people kind of call you on a match day and they might have something to talk about and or they might have a gripe or they might want to compliment the club on something. Um, and it's really difficult because we're all busy and we all kind of want to watch the football, so the match day isn't great for communicating the match day environment with supporters it's great to say hi and um, you know chat about football but it's not it, it's not a time when you can really address issues so um, my new initiative is called share with the chair
0: um, nice, like I'm going it.
1: to hold meetings every two months starting in September um, and it's going to be um, um, an open meeting probably held in our uh, sports bar where fans can just turn up, don't have to um, have an appointment or anything, just turn up on a certain date and time. And we just talk about issues within the club and and it allows fans to kind of raise any concerns that they may have. And it allows me to communicate changes or new ideas. Um, So hopefully that will kind of be a positive in terms of how we communicate uh, uh, from the board level to to our supporters
0: awesome no, that sounds really really good and i can say personally I, I think obviously um exactly what you said there it's very easy to come and say hello to you and chat to your match days but it's great that you can have that sort of forum where people can speak to so yeah that's really that's really awesome to hear although i can say as this is like an unofficial podcast i can say this can't i um good luck with some tunbridge angels fans there we go as i'm one of <laughs> them good luck we don't know what you're opening yourself up for there but oh gosh
1: <laughs> Gosh, I, I think I think the Tunbridge Angels fans are fantastic, and um, it's it's quite a different environment, you know, to 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 York. Really? Because yeah, it is actually, and and uh, you know, there were there were quite a lot of stresses about the badge, and and um, within the club, you know, um, people felt quite. They were concerned and upset about the kind of negative response from some fans, um, and I suppose for me it's it's quite different because you know I I, I have been a, you know was on a board of directors for thirteen years um, at a club that you know had a had a, a larger fan base, and I suppose with a larger fan base you get <laughs> greater issues to deal with.
0: Yeah. So yeah.
1: Um, and maybe I'm a, maybe I'm a little bit more thick-skinned
0: yeah 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 no fair enough <laughs> i think i think one thing about Tommy angels is you, you can look at it in both ways we've been there's, there's probably that core 300 that have been there for the last 20 years right Yeah. and whatever age whether they're my age that that 20 years ago was when you were a kid or whether they're older but there's that core 300 that for the last 20 years on one hand we've never been an amazing successful club but on the other hand we haven't had it that bad like we've never ne- we've had the odd relegation we've had the odd promotion but we've we've never looked uh, we, we may have been tricky behind the scenes that maybe we weren't fully aware of at the time, but publicly we've never not played players or thing, things like that, you know, so I think mm-hmm. we, we've had a good club over the last, so I think that's why we get that, because yes, it's, we might moan about the other thing, but actually there hasn't been too much to moan about, and if we've been relegated, we've just held our hands up and gone, we could be a big club, but we're not. So that's what happened whereas mm-hmm. now there's all this excitement and there's all this potential of where we can be that i guess there's there's certain things that people will get passionate about because it's it's tumble dangerous it's how we've been for the last um 20 30 years or whatever so i, I yeah I, I get that but that's really awesome that you're um incorporating that and you're listening to fans and i i can genuinely say that i'm not just saying this because you're here i can genuinely say that yourself or anyone on the board dave never street was as well you know you can you can have conversations with with, with anyone so that's, that's that's really really good um awesome is there anything else you would like to talk to us about i will finish before, when we do, I will finish on Fries Like an Angel, but before we get there, is oh, there anything God, else you yes. want to talk about? The,
1: the, the, the copycat. <laughs> um, uh, no, I I just think, um you know, I'd I just like to thank, really, the, the, the supporters and, you know, thank you, Bobby, and everybody that, you know, has been so loyal to the club um over many, many years. And hopefully um, in what we're doing here, which is, you know, my motto on the board, which everybody sort of accept, accepts now, because it was my motto right from the start, is, you know, all decisions have to be made in the best interest of Tumbridge Angels Football Club, however yeah. difficult those decisions may be. And I hope that, you know, fans like you and many others that have been around for a number of years can see that the, the decisions that we're making you know, are in the best interest of the football club to take us forward into the future. And that, um, you know, hopefully everyone is rewarded for their loyalty um, because that's what we want to see. We absolutely want success on the pitch. And, um, you know, we have a very ambitious manager, Jay. um, He's great to work with. He's great with the supporters as well. He is very accessible. And I think that what you have to create in a football club to have success on the pitch is that it has to be a happy club Mm. off the pitch and um you know that's what we're trying to do um we're trying to create a happy environment that is welcoming that welcomes everybody that we promote diversity that we you know encourage the next generation of support by bringing more children into the club because it's really really important so um yeah so i I suppose i'd just like to say thank you and um, hopefully it's a great season let's get our fingers crossed
0: hopefully yeah and and can we get promoted i know we can but that's a question a lot of people say oh if we get promoted we'll come straight back down or we're Tunbridge angels we're not national league over to you as the chair can we get promoted and if we do can is the club ready for it
1: yeah so um as we were kind of nearing the playoffs last season and it l- was looking quite positive, um, I said to the board that, you know, it would be irresponsible of us not to prepare a document, which includes a spreadsheet of many numbers um, <laughs> to look at what, what, what is the landscape in, in national league. I'm fortunate that, you know, I've been involved with, with York in the national league and in league two. So I understand you know the requirements um and also you know we have quite a lot of information that we can get from the league etc and we have friendly clubs that share information like yeah. like york city are always very helpful and will will let us know what what the budgets are like etc in that, in that at that standard um so yeah we we've done some due diligence um we know what promotion looks like it is will be challenging financially and we probably will need some external investment of some nature but I think that we could achieve that and um, we've got lots of supporters that you know we've seen it with the pitch you know we raised six hundred and fifty
0: thousand yeah, pounds you know yeah. from
1: supporters that's from supporters and sponsors yeah amazing um so we know that we we know that we can um Get some inst- external investment, and the key thing is here you know, if the question is ever asked, do we want promotion? Just to relate really want to go there, yes, we do. Yeah, um, and I'm really, really sorry to the man sat behind my husband towards the end of last season who, <laughs> who got a harsh word from Brian <laughs> <laughs> as he was telling his friend, Oh, we don't want to go up, it would be terrible, for it would be a disaster, we don't want to go up. And Brian said, yes, we do. We want to
0: go <laughs> up, of course we do. Do you know what? I, I don't know if it's the same person. And this person listens to the podcast and they've been a fan for years. And I like them very much. I, but think, they, they, I think
1: we're all friends now.
0: Well, well someone someone said to me, um, who was it? They said, we were talking about promotion. When when we were like close to the playoffs and it was mathematically possible, I was chatting to them and I was excited about the potential of being in the playoffs. And he went... Oh no, he said we don't want to go up. He said took me nearly half hour to get out of the car park last week. That never happened. Used to happen before, <laughs> <laughs> but he's being serious. I thought really, he's <laughs> like really is that, that your is that your reason? <laughs> I
1: love that.
0: I love. That. I, love <laughs> I love turning up and seeing the car park fall It's brilliant. But yeah, no, that that did make me chuckle. We don't.
1: But we... ultimately, you know, yeah, there are practicalities you need to consider about promotion and finances. yeah. yeah. But ultimately, how wrong is it? to not want to get promoted you know when when we're attracting really good players that are ambitious and want to get promoted when we've got a manager who's ambitious that's managed at a higher level that wants to get promoted it's just it's just the wrong ethos I just think that if you're in football you know if you're involved in football it's a sport you want to to win.
0: win yeah definitely Definitely, no, I love it. As that's, that's like when a striker says they want to get ten goals a season. No, you don't. You want to be top scorer. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Um, cool, awesome. So before we finish up, then. So, um, yeah, I guess. Uh, what is it? Imitation is the is the finest form of flattery. Is that it? But yeah, fries. I think it is. <laughs> fries <laughs> like an angel. So yeah, that is our new chip van. So, um, chips are coming back to Longmead. Um, have you sorted out the menu? Is that exciting? Are you, are you looking for? Is that all ready for the beginning of the new season?
1: well hopefully yeah so um i think we had this conversation last year didn't we and i think part of my manifesto (laughs) was that (laughs) chips would have come back to yeah yeah so um so with that in mind um it was mother's day and um my husband um bought me a chip van um for mother's day
0: (laughs) and they say romance is dead Is (laughs)
1: absolutely absolutely you know the way to a uh, (laughs) woman's heart yeah um yeah so we we, so Brian very kindly has 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 bought a chip van which is great which is going to be located um within the ground Uh, there's quite a lot of work to be done on it so work's ongoing to make sure it's up to scratch hopefully all will be good by the start of the the season probably not pre-season but we'll get everything sorted um Mm. there will be chips there will be curry sauce there yes. will be mushy peas, there will be gravy, <laughs> there will be, you know, salsa and guacamole chips and
0: yeah,
1: loaded Brilliant. fries a lot.
0: Yeah, and yeah. also
1: also burgers. I mean, we're, we're looking at the whole catering um, at the moment, um, you know, just trying to improve where we can. Mm. We may have some changes um, to what we offer in the kiosks as well and the, mm. the, the burger that we offer. We're kind of looking into that, doing some um cool. Tasting.
0: Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Some,
1: some blind tasting, you know, just to make sure that yeah. we can offer the best quality burger and drinks. And we're also um, going to be introducing some cans as well. So um, the pie shack, for example. Um, will, is very like it's not confirmed yet, but it's it's likely that alcoholic cans will be sold from there as well. Because cool. um, what we see is that, you know, we're trying to improve queues all the time. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes, you know, fans are put off getting a drink by the queue. Um, so if we can offer um, cans, you know, alcoholic cans, um, as well as soft drinks from our pie shack, and also the introduction of an outdoor bar as well, um, so we're just trying to improve the offering and, and what we can give supporters um, each year, and also which you were part of as well, um Bobby, we, we will be introducing live music um, after awesome. each home game.
0: Cool. the season
1: we had a very successful angel fest yeah yeah and um from there we've um, made connection with some really good bands and um singer-songwriters um you know like yourself that you know performers that we can um that are interested in coming back to us and um we'll be doing that after the games because we just want to create a really good feeling and keep people as long as possible uh, you know, at the ground, and and just just buying that extra pint, which, you know, all goes towards helping us to build a stronger team throughout the season.
0: Wonderful news. Brilliant. Is there any, oh, that's really great to hear as well. What about, here's a question for you now on, on, on live or whatever that I'm just going to put you. What about Angels Legends? Cause some clubs do that, don't they? They invite ex-players down. So is that? Yeah. That yeah. And that's,
1: and... again, that's, you know, something that we, we want to do. We want people to come back. People are very welcome. And, um, you know, uh, some of the, some of the old players do come to games anyway. Um, so yeah, we'll be seeing things like that. We'll be seeing more events happening as well. Um, we've got um, Shaz Williams is is in charge of events and, and hospitality um, for next season. Uh, we also have um, a community development officer now who is Rebecca Newton. Um, so we're, we're building up the staff behind the scenes gradually yeah. as well as we become bigger as a business. Um, you know, we are budgeting to turn over £950,000 this year, which is a big change from, yeah, yeah. from, from where we used to be. Um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of activity happening at the football club. And I think it's just all really, all really, really, really positive.
0: Yeah, definitely. No, I can I can fully agree with that. Well, thank and we've you. We've
1: also got a female physio now, which is great as yes, well. Sorry, we didn't talk really about it. Good yes, to see. So yeah, welcome yeah, Jade to the club. Um, already I'm getting extremely good feedback on Jade. Yeah. Um, and and what she's contributing to the team. And she's
0: got experience at non-league as well, hasn't she? She's worked at other clubs as well, hasn't she? Yeah, I she worked
1: at yeah. other clubs. She was at Welling last season, yeah. and um, yeah, she's she she absolutely, you know, she has her own physio practice as well and she's very very professional and, and knows what she's doing so again you know it's it's all these small changes yeah you know that you know, we were really really sad to lose um you know Melvin and, and Keith and they they were brilliant for the football club um but you know they decided to hang up the boots um so we're I think we're just really lucky to have got somebody that's um, such a high caliber to come in to replace them
0: yeah, yeah, and here we go. Advert, are you still advertising? Do you still need a kit person, or is that sorted?
1: Well, oh no, there there is some there is some development here. So um, yeah. yes, a gentleman came in. I have yet to meet him, but he met with um, he met with Jay and um, has expressed an interest in the role Um, so I think that um, he will be um, experiencing uh, life with the kit um, (laughs) during the Uh, pre-season hopefully he likes and enjoys that and everything goes well so we'll uh, yeah just watch this space but um, um, our academy boys and especially Bobby Borman uh, has done a brilliant job uh, stepping in and um, helping with the kit during the first two games which is great again i think it just shows that we're a club where everyone's together and everyone pulls it you know pulls together and mucks in when they when they need to to just all to help the club which is great
0: yeah brilliant brilliant well that's great well I look forward to a great season next year hopefully I look forward to seeing if um if there is a, if there's a song for you because obviously the smallest chairman in the league is, is the song for <laughs> Dave. so who knows I
1: probably am the smallest still the <laughs> smallest chairman in the league so that's okay yeah
0: um, yeah, yeah. Still five, foot,
1: five foot maybe three and a half I like yeah yeah maybe three and a half. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah no I, I will look forward to it and um I think I put when I it, on my personal twitter um, you know, when when I became chairman, is that I won't let you down, and I think that's yeah. a, that's my key thing. All decisions in the best interest of Tunbridge Angels, yeah, yeah, and I won't let you down.
0: Brilliant. Well, on that note, it's been lovely. Thank you very much for speaking to us. Thank on you Sophie. for having me,
1: Bobby really enjoyed it.
0: And um, yeah, I'll see you uh, see you in the season, and we'll be, we'll be back this time next year, hopefully talking about life, getting ready in the National League. Eh?
1: Wouldn't that be brilliant?